Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we're joined by Drs. Elise Kramer and Stephanie Wu. We're going to be speaking about marketing your myopia management practice. Drs. Kramer and Wu have specialty contact lens practices dedicated to helping patients with contact lens needs achieve great success. Both doctors have extensive backgrounds in speaking and consulting, and both have a unique insight in how to grow specialty contact lens practices. Optometric Insights Media proudly presents the Myopia Podcast, where we give you the latest myopia research, clinical topics, and industry insights. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all of our awesome myopia content. And now to our host, a massive myopia manager himself, Dr. David Kading. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Myopia Podcast. I'm so excited again to have Dr. Elise Kramer and Dr. Stephanie Wu, uh, fan favorites of the Myopia Podcast. Thank you for joining us, ladies, for this episode. Thanks for having us. I wanted to talk to the two of you. You both have thriving practices around specialty contact lenses, myopia being a part of that. A little bit about how people find out about you and how they learn. Um, you know, with referral-based practices, we've got to get the word out somehow, myopia being something that nearly 50% of the U.S. population has. Uh, certainly, word of mouth is a good component, but there's also components about referring doctors and sharing with them. So I wanted to spend a bit of this episode kind of talking with you about how people are finding out about you with regards to myopia. So Dr. Wu, can you start us off? How are people finding you in your practice with regards to myopia? Yeah, it's a great question. And I'm in a very challenging situation because my new practice in Vegas, we don't do any primary care anymore. And in my old practice, that was where most of the referrals came from, where mm -hmm. patients that I saw in my own practice that had myopia, and then I would educate the parents right then and there. But in my new practice, I don't have that opportunity. So I rely a ton on um, social media and digital marketing and, and ads really to drive patients in. So currently I have, we've got a, um, a team that optimizes our website to make sure that we have all the right keywords on there. So if somebody is searching for those types of terms that those will that our clinic will pop up in the in the google search engine we do social media posts so i do things on instagram and facebook on either interesting cases or if there's a new product or service available i will kind of blast it out there and then we've also did paid campaigns where we've got a facebook ad or an instagram ad about myopia control and we've also done google ads um, I would say out of all of those, the Google ads have been the most successful. And that was actually a tip that I got from Dr. Kramer. Because she is very, very experienced with digital marketing. And uh, she was totally right. The Google ads are much more effective than, than really anything else. And then it really does take a lot of word of mouth. Like you said, Dr. Kading, you really have to have people out there. And once one family is successful, then they tell another one. And then that's how you kind of start to snowball it. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear what Dr. Kramer does. Well, one thing that I have noticed, and there was, uh, there was a recent post about this. So just if you're listening, 
Um, Google ads and social media posts, I, I just found out, don't work if you live in the Miami, Vegas, or Seattle area. So don't worry <laughs> about trying in those regions. But everywhere else in the country, it's working. But if you live in our regions, they're not working. <laughs> Dr. Kramer. I Same think there's question. enough myopia to go around. There is. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'm glad you tried those Google ads, Dr. Wu, and I'm glad they worked for you. Um, one thing I do is I send monthly newsletters to um, my patients. So actually August uh, is coming up and that is Child Health Awareness Month. So that's going to be a big one for us to promote to our patients. Um, every time we get a patient that schedules an exam, we get their email and we send monthly sometimes two newsletters a month to our own patients so that's internal marketing right there um i think one of the best people or the best group of people to market to is corporate ods um you know myopia management is should be standard of care right because it it is such a, a growing epidemic and everyone should be doing it but some people don't have time they don't have resources and I find that a lot of ODs in corporate may not have the time. You know, some of them are slammed with patients every 15 minutes, sometimes four patients um, in, in 30 minutes. So I think that those are the people that may want to do myopia management, may not have the resources or time and are interested in co-managing with someone like my, like myself, like you guys. And, um, and those are where a lot of the referrals can come from. So I think, you know, reaching out to them, I have the privilege of having a lot of students shadow me in the office and then they're in like fourth year. So a lot of them stay in the area and get, you know, corporate jobs and then end up sending me patients. So that's one of the ways that I've gotten a lot of them. Um, and I think that, again, Instagram, Facebook um, and uh, Twitter are great ways of, of uh, an SEO a lot of parents are concerned and will research uh, because their child's prescription is going up every year and they'll find, you know, what do I do if my child's prescription goes up every year? So writing content on that is really important. So I'm, I'm glad, Dr. Wu, that you pointed out that, you know, that Google ads have potentially been the most instrumental and influential. Um, I would agree with you that as far as all digital marketing is concerned, I think that's the number one place. If you if you don't know how to do that, you can simply Google it of how to <laughs> how to do um, keywords and how to do Google marketing, and it walks you right through it. And uh, you you can pick what the keywords are that you wanted to be that. And if you don't know what we're even talking about, if you search in Google for anything the top two or three or four hits will have a little ad next to them. And what that means is that if you click on that, then it will direct you to their website or to a landing page, something that they've made for that, that then specifically targets whatever it is that you are searching for. And uh, they get charged every time that you see the ad as well as when you click on it. And uh, those, and then you, if you are doing it, if you're the one posting the ad, you can see the metrics of who's searching for and what are they searching for. So you can go in specifically and say myopia, nearsighted, glasses for kids, put in the, the key phrases that you want. 
The other nice thing about it is you can specifically select the regions or on a map and say, hey, I want to target this area and this is what I want to do. I'm willing to spend this much money per day or per month that I want to do. And it allows you to go through that and uh, probably would be a, a good idea for us in the future to help our colleagues learn more about that, ladies. I don't know if either of you has an educational initiative around helping optometrists, but that would be really helpful. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the social media side of things. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have a social media page. They might have one for their practice and they've got you know, 72 followers. And then they have their own personal Facebook page and their own personal Instagram. But how do you get started social media marketing for your practice so that it's so that it yields a result? How do you go about that? And, um, you know, Elise, you mentioned Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, like, do I have to go in all of them? Or how do I get started in that? It's just, I'm overwhelmed. I want to stop right now. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I think I would start with, I think I would start with Facebook and Instagram. LinkedIn is a little bit more for business kind of networking with other practitioners. So I would leave that on the side for now. Um, and if you want to market to patients, I think that Instagram and Facebook are the place to start. First of all, it's free. So that's great. You can create a page on Facebook. And one of the things that you can do on Facebook, Facebook is a little scary in that it has a lot of information about us, um, but it's also beneficial in the sense that you can actually target mothers of children between three and 12 years old in affluent neighborhoods. Like you can literally target that stuff. And um, that's where Facebook ads come in. I don't want to take credit for all the work I do on social media because Honestly, I don't have time. So I have delegated all of that to someone who specializes in that. And that's an investment I've made that has been extremely beneficial. Obviously, if someone is just starting their practice out, they may not have that revenue yet. Um, but I would start by creating the pages, which are free, maybe doing some ads on Instagram, um, maybe just starting to follow people commenting and, and building a following, posting interesting information. And then once you start making revenue, I, I do recommend delegating that stuff out. And that's something I do personally. Dr. Wu, how about you? Yeah, I, I agree with Dr. Kramer. I think that Facebook is probably the easiest platform for most people to understand to, to just start a page. And it's, it's pretty simple, self-explanatory. And Instagram is great because it's owned by the same company now. So you can, if you post something on one thing, it can automatically post on the other thing if you have linked them. So if you have a Facebook page, you know, Contact Lens Institute of Nevada and the, the Instagram page as well, I will just do one post, but it will go to those platforms. There's other companies like Hootsuite, things like that, where it will post to multiple social media outlets. Uh, that's for a cost, though, so it's not free. But that way, you're just not reinventing the wheel every time you're posting something. And I agree with Dr. Kramer, having somebody help, like I don't do my SEO. I have a company that does the SEO backlinks because I'm 
would never have time to do all that on my own. Um, but I still do my social media stuff as far as Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, things like that. I will do those myself. But it's but as I get busier, I will absolutely have somebody else that is an expert in that take that over. I'm just yeah. since I'm gonna be getting practice, I just don't have the funding for that at the moment. But absolutely yeah. that is that is on the list. So one thing I would recommend to you is if you have an interest in growing your scleral lens practice, your myopia practice, whatever it be, in our case being myopia management, uh, you know, set up to have about a half hour to an hour a, a month that you do marketing. And in addition to that, if you were spending money on yellow pages, just transfer that money over to social media ads, right? Uh, it's, it's not something that costs all that much money, uh, but can bring a far better return on investment. So dedicating, you know, a hundred or 200 or $300 uh, a year or a month will bring about an investment far better than what you were spending. Most optometric practices um, from what we know about businesses are spending about one to 2% of their revenue in marketing. And if you have a specific area that you're wanting to grow, say myopia management, which tends to yield a far better uh, return anytime you get somebody moving forward, invest a little bit more money into that. And in that once a month or twice a month that you set this up, sit down with somebody, whether it's somebody that you've hired to do this for you, like Dr. Kramer had pointed out, she has somebody or somebody in your office and just say, he, these, these are the messages that I am interested in getting out. Um, we can look for some images that help with this and then sit down and just write for you know 20 minutes or a half hour, some key points, maybe some statistics that are key to you and uh, have somebody either post them once a week, once a month, or once every other week, uh, every other day, or utilize a service. And Dr. Wu mentioned Hootsuite, where you can schedule it out and say, you know, we're going to schedule this for the rest of the month and see how it goes. Now, a key part of this that we can't avoid that that uh, Elise mentioned is there's a social aspect of social media marketing. And the social aspect is you have to be social with the posts that you put out there. When somebody comments on something you put, you need to comment back and talk with them and start a conversation. And you need to do that with other people who are in the same sphere as you as well. And, you know, if you're if, if your family is, you know, involved with the church and you're on the church Facebook page talking with families about things that are going on and getting inter in them interested in areas that are you're interested in as well. And this is a good way to do that. Ladies, I've discovered that my practice grew with myopia management with my own patients by bringing them back. Dr. Wu, you had mentioned this, but now we've kind of hit you know, hit the end of it where we have pretty much every myopic child in my practice that comes in for an eye exam. So now we're growing through these referrals. And um, one of the best referrals, even though we've got this huge community, is uh, word of mouth from existing patients. And I was curious if either of you specifically target that in some way or talk to parents about talking to other parents and what you say to them? Yeah, so I, I have, for example, 
someone who came in for orthokeratology and that was my youngest patient was doing orthokeratology. He's like uh, four years old and he was in class with someone else. So, and he, his mom was so excited about it that she told the other moms and then they came in and I, I thought that was a great source and obviously very thankful for that. So, you know, happy patients um, is a great way to get other patients in and there's their classmates, especially when we're talking about myopia management, orthokeratology. Um, even I, I have a patient that their teacher wanted to do orthokeratology because they, they loved that, you know, the child didn't need glasses anymore during the day. So I think word of, uh, of mouth is, is, is essential and a great part of, of internal marketing within your practice. Um, what really helps is just telling uh, patients to tell, you know, other family members, it's important to catch myopia early because it does progress. So if they have cousins, if they have siblings, I try to get all of them in and try to educate them that way. Again, education is probably one of the most important parts of the myopia management consultation. Yeah, and there's a, there's a well-known fact that humans are not very good at asking for help. And I remember one of my business coaches telling me that in the very beginning, he's like, you have to ask patients to help you by leaving you a review, doing a video testimonial, um, writing something that you can have on your website. And it is hard. I, I hate asking patients to do it. I hate asking them. And, but I've gotten much better over the, over the years saying, Hey, you know, um, and actually Dr. Kramer really helped craft a kind of a speech that didn't sound desperate, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and she says that what she does is she'll ask them, you know, uh, I'd like to ask you a favor, I no pressure at all, but you know, you've done, you've done so well in these lenses and I would love to let other people know about your story. Is there any way you would be willing to leave us a video testimonial? And most patients that are successful in the lens, they want to help you. So they have no problem doing it. I very rarely have any patients that don't feel comfortable doing it for one reason or another. So I think making sure that you do ask them for some sort of review or feedback, whether it's verbal or video or um, written is, is very, very helpful for the practice. And like Dr. Kramer said, even having that conversation after, let's say, little Betty is done with her ortho K finalized, and now we don't need to see her for four months, saying, hey, you know, uh, Betty's doing so great in these lenses. I would, I would appreciate it if you would tell any of her, her friends or, you know, parents of, of kids that she hangs out with. And, uh, and parents, again, you know, if it's something that their kid's doing really well in, they really do want to share. And one yeah. thing that works really well in kids is positive reinforcement. And if you get them to like demonstrate how they put in or take out their orthokeratology lens or their, you know, my sight lens, they're like so proud of themselves. So you like video taping it is like positive reinforcement. Plus you get an application removal video for your next kid. So it's great. It's a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Do you have a, uh, a, a form of some sort that you give to these patients so that you can then share that information out and about? Do you have them sign something that says, 
what? I have a consent form for videos mm -hmm. and photos because I like to share cases and um, I also like to share testimonial videos like Dr. Wu. And so I do have a form, um, happy to send it to you and or whoever's interested. And it's just like a generic kind of letter saying I consent for you to be able to share my videos and photos on public platforms without sharing any you know personal information, of course, about the patient. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then same thing, especially if there's any way for them to identify a patient. So sometimes if we're showing a picture of like their eyelids or something, or where you need like, not just a close up of their eye, but it's going, you're going to be able to tell who the patient is, then I always get the, the written consent and explain to them that, uh, you know, this is the picture that will be viewed. Are you okay with this? Uh, because sometimes they're fine if, they can't, you can't tell who it is, or you do some sort of a case report and there's no personal identifiers, but if you're actually showing like their face or something, then you would want to make sure to just educate them a bit more on that so that they feel comfortable. Yeah. And I found that most, most people are pretty, pretty willing to share, yeah. especially if it's helpful and kids. And one other area, you know, in, in both of you kind of mentioned this is to, to talk to the kid, right. And say, Hey, you know, do you like this? Is this, is this better than wearing glasses? Is this kind of cool? And, you know, if you have any friends that are wearing glasses, you know, be sure to share with them how cool it is and, you know, say the same thing with the parents. And, you know, the other thing is if you've seen this child now a year or two years or three years, and you have already really slowed down the progression, those are key components as well. Because, you know, at one month in, now you've corrected their vision, or they're now wearing a contact lens successfully. But, you know, if you're doing earth, okay, say, and, and then a year later, you say, you know, this is, we've, we've hardly seen any progression at all. This is working so well. Um, you know, so such excitement and bring that excitement around and then say to the, to the parent, you know, if this is working really, really well for your kid, if you know anybody else that is in your community, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to be able to share that. And I don't want to impose this upon the other ladies, but something we're implementing, uh, now that school is kind of getting started and, you know, is, is going again here in the fall is, even a referral program, if you send somebody into the office, then we will give you a discount on something. And in our practice, we have a warranty that we charge patients for if they want to have it. And we give them a free warranty, which is a very low cost for us. They may never use it, but it allows them to have something of value and to tell them that we appreciate what they've, uh, what they've got in. Anything else, ladies, on marketing or how to share information with families and, and, and other people? Something that I do offer for my atropine program is if they renew by a certain date before it expires, and they've done that for two or like every year they renew before the expiration date, I send them an Amazon gift card. It's kind of like a way to give back to them and also to secure that annual renewal. And then one thing I do when they renew for two years is I drop the price a little bit. So it's a drop that they may have to use for 10 years, let's say, if they never want to do contact lenses. So, it, you know, it's a, it's a big commitment from a patient perspective. And I like to give them that incentive that's one thing I just thought of as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. I agree. 
Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for uh, sharing your insights on uh, becoming internet sensations with your myopia uh, management practice, ladies. Thank you so much for this Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Myopia Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe uh, and leave us a five-star review since we've been talking about how important it is to ask for help uh, so that we can help share this information with other people. Uh, thank you. And uh, please join us next time for the next episode of the Myopia Podcast. We would like to thank Euclid for providing their educational support to make this podcast possible. This podcast was brought to you by Optometric Insights Media. If you enjoy our content, please leave a five-star review. And don't forget to subscribe for more great episodes.